0: This is a Rooster Teeth production.
1: Welcome everybody to Wrestling with the Week. It's basically a pay-per-view event, but every single week, every seven days you get a pay-per-view event, and we don't charge you a dime. I'm your host, James Ulums, joined as always by Scorpio Sky. James, <sighs> what a week. There it is. There it is. We uh, what a week indeed. It's such a week that I literally realizes that title card was rolling that I was like, I didn't write a move for this week <laughs> for our, the intro. So that was on the fly. I think it turned out pretty well, um, but we have put a lot more effort into the rest of the show. I assure you, we've got a great show for you. We got Ron Funches is going to talk about his his connection with wrestling and comedy and his, everything in between. His positive lifestyle. We're going to be doing something a little bit different because, as I'm sure you're aware, there was no dynamite last night, so we weren't able to recap that. Instead, we're going to look forward to Double or Nothing, and we are going to go through those matches. We're going to pick them, and we're going to kind of go through give give you our our, our opinions, what we think is going to go down, what we think isn't going to go down, and what have you. Um, and of course. We have a brand new game that we're excited to show you guys. Uh shoot news. Not this week. Something new. Should I tell him the name, Sky? Do I tell him the name of it or just we wait? No, no, save Okay, it. we'll wait. Save it. Save we'll it. We'll wait. Yeah. Speaking of saving teaser it. It's a great teaser. It's <laughs> speaking of saving it, Sky, you're the face of the revolution. Okay. Fact. You have to you are you were doing everything you can to save this company. Okay, AEW, from itself. In so many ways, so I just want to—I just want to toss it over to you right now. Where your headspace is at? What? What is going on,
0: man? I got a big weekend coming up. Uh, You know, as we speak, uh, my bags are packed. The Louis bag is packed. I'm heading Mm -hmm. to the airport immediately after we finish uh, doing this podcast. And we got a big weekend. We got dynamite on a Friday. A special Friday night dynamite. Like that's hot. I Mm -hmm. love that. Um, and then Saturday, we actually have a fan event uh, in Jacksonville. First fan event we've had since, uh, I believe, what, Revolution 2020 was the last time we had a fan event. So I'm like really excited about that. And then, of mm-hmm. course, the pay-per-view on Sunday. Things are Things are going to be good, man. This is going to be a fun weekend. We're going to have a full house on Sunday. You know, Mm -hmm. I've been watching the NBA. They even have houses in the crowds. like like last night, the Knicks. You know, we can get into basketball later on But last night. The Knicks had a full house in MSG and it was loud and electric. I'm expecting the same thing on Sunday, man. I can't wait.
1: Yeah, for sure. America is coming back and you know how it's coming back. It's that wrestling arenas are filling up again. (laughs) That's how we know that's the that's the the barometer for it. Um, (laughs) But yeah, good, baby do you feel like you're in the right headspace you have a pretty big match we're going to talk about it uh when we talk through the whole pay-per-view but uh how are you feeling right now where are you at
2: i'm feeling
0: good man i uh i got a spray tan this week you know my first spray tan ever Um, yeah, I, I know you got, the producer Eric is looking at me strange, but uh, I am also looking at you strange. we all uh, go on? (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, I, I was, you know, some of the guys, they get spray tans because no, no, (laughs) no,
1: a professional wrestler, heavens, no sky, please, (laughs) we pulled the veil back a little bit on this show, but not that far.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I never thought of doing it. Uh, Mm. Jade gave me the idea because the thing is those lights are so bright. They just mm-hmm. completely wash you out, and it looks like you have no muscle at all. And so I'm mm-hmm. tired of looking at myself just looking dry and sloppy. Like, I'll work out really, really hard heading into a show, and then I work, and I look at my match after, and I'm like, wow, I look like shit. Like, mm-hmm. so... Jade was like, yeah, I get a spray tan. It helps, trust me. So yeah. I went and I got a spray tan this week at No Sand Tan in Pasadena, shout out. And uh, man, I feel good about it. I'm looking like, I i feel like I look good, you know? Like you can oh, see yeah. my abs, Well,
1: the, like... I, I could tell you the lighting on Wrestling at the Week is some of the least flattering lighting you can ever get. But the biceps looking good. I mean, I don't think that's your tan, uh,
0: to be honest with you. I think yeah. it's the fact that you could curl uh, 225 pounds. If you can't, if you can't tone it, tan it, and and if you can't tan it, spray mm-hmm. tan it. You know what I'm did saying? You, did you have
1: to do the tanning where you you basically like stand and then it sprays you all around? Like you grab the thing. I've never done it, but I do know that there was a tanning place that I would I would work out near, and they had they had the tanning booths, and then they had the spray tan where you walk in and you like basically grab something over your
0: head, close your eyes, and then it just. <laughs> so they do have that. I did, uh, I went into a room and, uh, this girl and I'm in my speedo and then this girl comes in and she takes a gun and then she just like, like Mm -hmm. spray painting you, like she just paints your body. And then like, and I'm like, Whoa, like I went from being, Normal person to like muscles being sprayed on my body, and I was like, "Wow, this is crazy, man! Like, I love it." And so I think this is gonna be it for me, man. I That's think it? I'm spray tanning for all okay. my ish coming through. You know, right. I'm a spray tan guy now. I love okay, it. you know, Let's my sheets—they show in the sheets, but you know, whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah. What is that? We need to come up with a term for that. If you guys could come up with a term which is like spray tan at spray tan in the sheets but these muscles will get you beats. I don't know, something like that. Figure out something better and let us know in the comments. Message us and let us know. Oh my God. Okay, well, so I asked you how to how you mentally prepared for maybe one of the biggest matches of your career, and you told me you got a spray tan. That's great, um, but it sets us up pretty well for uh, what we want to do now is double or nothing's coming up. Okay? Yes. And last time we had a pay-per-view, we went through we made our picks, okay. Some of it involved who was going shopping and who wasn't going shopping, um, and we were right about every single one of our picks. And so, uh, I want to go back through again. We're going to look ahead to the uh, to the card for double or nothing, and then you and I are going to give our thoughts. See, we don't have to worry about the hot tags, but if someone calls one, that's okay. Um, and uh, and yeah, so so are you you ready to jump in this? You want to do some pick them. I'm ready. Let's
3: do some pick them. Let's pick them. Eric. Yeah, we didn't you? have a transition for that. I just yeah, I assumed right. we didn't Let's have a transition, yeah. but I, I held for it just in case. No, there I it appreciate it. But, <laughs> but I said, listen, we need that. I like that transition. Thank you, Sky. Look, we mm-hmm. got a lower third. Guys, double or nothing this weekend. It's probably going to be the biggest pay-per-view in the history of professional wrestling. I don't know. I don't want to oversell it. But anyway, we got to get into these matches. First up, we're starting hot aew tag team titles the young bucks versus John Moxley and Eddie Kingston tag team titles on the line are shoes on the line I don't know who do you have in this matchup
1: Sky I'll, I'll jump on this one I gotta go the young bucks okay Ooh. because here's the thing I appreciate what Moxley and Kingston are doing they're mm. kind of mixing things up but I still don't I still wouldn't call them a tag team they're two friends who are aligned, you know, and I, uh, it's still honestly is as hard as Kingston works, it still feels like Moxley is, is the is the muscle of that team. And if he isn't involved or God forbid something happens where he gets maybe sprayed with a cooling spray or something like that, like it's going to change the tide of that match. In my opinion, I just don't think this is the time for the Young Bucks to to lose
0: this. Hmm. Sky, I I am going to echo those sentiments. You can't just always take two great individuals and throw them together and expect great things to happen like it did with Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Moxley and Kingston are great. They're friends. You know, God bless them. Great performers. But the Young Bucks are the best tag team ever. And you're not going to beat them without having a really good resume. So I'm going Young Bucks, man. I told you, they're clutch. They come through clutch in the clutch moments. Young Bucks.
3: uh, Those are good picks, strong stuff. Well, speaking of Scorpio Sky and Ethan Mm. Page, they have a little Mm. tag team match this Sunday Mm. against the icon Sting (laughs) and his little son Darby Allen. Who (laughs) do you have? I want to start with James. James, who do you have as a pick for this match?
1: Listen, this is the easiest one on the whole card for me. Uh This is Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page coming out on top for the aforementioned reasons that Sky just mentioned. Plus, this is not one of those street fight matches or whatever. You know, the last time we saw Sting and Derby team up, they got to do it in a warehouse somewhere, Mm -hmm. like a rejected set from Crow 3 City of Angels. Okay, this is not what that is. This is this is a match. It's an actual match. There's no people throwing people through glass. I mean, that might happen, but like it's not, it's not built into the concept of this match. Sting goes for that bat. You know what's gonna happen? A referee's gonna call him on it. Okay, so he's not gonna have these advantages. He's gonna have to wrestle. He's gonna have to use his skill. And unfortunately, when it comes to skill, there is no one better than Scorpio Sky. Wrestling Savant. Wrestling Savant. the, The wrestling savant aided by Ethan Page, okay? Can you imagine? Could you imagine? It's like making a delicious chocolate cake and then finding the sweetest icing you can to put all over the top. And then
0: spray tanning the whole cake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, Wrestling Savant t-shirt on sale now. Shop AEW.com. 20% off this weekend. Wow. Get it. Wow. Uh, and <laughs> skill my record on pay-per-view is something like five and one. Like I don't very, I don't lose very often on paper in mm-hmm. general, but on pay-per-view and that one single loss I have was in a multi- multi-man ladder match. So I didn't even get pinned. Mm-hmm. Someone just was got up the ladder faster than I think yeah. was Brian cage or something. And the point I'm getting to is my record on pay-per-view is immaculate. My record in general is immaculate. And and as you said, this is a wrestling match. So they don't have the advantage. There's no bats. There's no glass. There's no warehouse. And there's nowhere to hide because it's happening right in the middle of the ring in Jacksonville in front of a jam-packed audience that's going to watch me, the wrestling savant, and all ego Ethan Page do what we do better than wow. anyone else. And that's wrestle. Beautiful. So, uh, prediction is uh, again, pain. Uh, and I think someone's mm-hmm. going to get an ego's edge or someone's going to tap out and we're going to win. That's it. Beautiful.
3: Beautiful. Love that's to see it. Pick. Yep. Can't wait. Here, check this out. Look at that shirt. Look at that shirt. 20 per- 20% that shirt. off. They should charge 20%, 20% more. It's so good. Dang. They should. They should. They should <laughs> that's it. It's the only it's
1: reverse sale shirt ever made. <laughs> best thing is the best thing is when you when you take the shirt off there's a tan like it kind of like leaves behind a residue yeah so
3: you got muscles <laughs> yeah. yeah it makes sense uh, every
1: shirt has been worn by sky dang. before it's been sent look at that look at
3: that, look at that tan here. oh my god so tan oh my what god are you happening? kidding me yeah, david for the pay-per-view ready. he's lifted his shirt up folks <laughs> All right, guys. I'm ready. All right, we got to rifle through these. This is crazy. Hangman Page and Brian Cage. The match so nice, the they climbed it. Uh, <laughs> the age, yeah. Page and Cage in a rematch from uh, mm-hmm. Hangman Page getting knocked off by Brian Cage. First time in a long time. Who you got? Is Team Taz interfering? Are we going to see the first Kata Katahajime in AEW history from Taz? I can't wait to see it, Sky. Who do you got? Hangman Page, Brian Cage.
0: Page and Cage went into the ring. Page and Cage did their thing, <laughs> and at the end of that thing in the ring, Page was victorious. Wow! And that's why we sing. I don't know. Okay, beautiful. I thought you were gonna try I and it' like victorious great until the <laughs> ending. That was great until the ending. You know, yeah. like, uh, you know it was good. I'm, it was,
3: you know, it is what it is. All right, so yeah. a big pick for Hangman Page from Sky. What do you think, uh, James? Who you got? I mean it's it, two peas here. I got to agree. I think this is
1: going to hangman page. I I Eric, I want to I want to touch on what you mentioned here is Team Taz going to get involved. I say the I say absolutely Team Taz is going to get involved. But mm. Hangman Page does not ride alone. We are aware of that. He has True. his uh what? Somewhat uneasy alliance um uh, I guess you would call it with the Dark Order, the the, the, Order. the squad the squ- Yeah, the squad that just kind of hangs out backstage and tries to make friends. I have got a problem with that. Um, and so uh so I think that we will see some Team Taz interference, but I think it will be neutralized mm. by the Dark Order. The or creepy perverts. What if the Dark Order decide to go real dark? No, okay, no, I'm saying Hangman Page. I just crazy. had a I had a cool. weird a fan cool. moment and I started doing some fantasy booking in my head, <sighs> but I'm not gonna get into that right now. Let's just get stick more. with <laughs> let just stick with All the right. show. Hangman page As, is gonna come this I, All right
0: as my friend willie mac says you stupid <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs>
3: yeah
0: <laughs> willie mac used to just like shake his head and he would like get sideways and he'd point at people and he would just go you stupid <laughs> yeah. Damn, so I like funny. that oh, yeah. smart yeah. well i'm, I'm excited
3: man. to see what happens in that match see the new hook look for the pay-per-view but guys we're gonna rifle through these names here for the casino battle royal there's one unannounced entrant however the participants in this casino battle royal you guys just give me a name when i'm done reading these ready Christian Cage, Matt Saito, Powerhouse Hobbs, Penta, El Ciro, Miedo, Jungle Boy, Matt Hardy, Mark Quinn, Isaiah Cassidy, The Blade, Evil Uno, Colt Cabana, Preston Vance, Griff Garrison, Brian Pillman Jr., Max Caster, Anthony Bowens, QT Marshall, Nick Comarado, Dustin Rhodes, and Lee Johnson. <gasps> Who do you think is going home with that thing? Oh my God.
0: I think it's going to be the mystery man. Ooh.
3: And it is going to
0: be the Yeti! Wow!
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Yeti's coming back. Oh I my
3: gosh. James, uh, you have a pick uh, that's not the Yeti?
1: No, I do have a pick that's not the Yeti. I'm going to say Nick Camarado. Wow! The biggest traps in the business, the biggest yeah. traps in the business is going to flex it all over this ring. He's a terrifying individual, scariest man alive, and uh and I think he think there may be room for him.
3: I like that. That's a good pick. That's a dark horse pick. I like that
0: one. Um just wait till you see my tanned traps on Sunday.
3: Oh they're gonna look gigantic. Nick (laughs) Almorado put to shame. Uh Uh huh. The American Dream, Cody Rhodes, will go one on one with Anthony Agogo. Will Cody Rhodes end up bleeding from the mouth like little Austin Gunn? Or will he come (laughs) out on top and defeat Anthony Agogo? I hope Billy Gunn's little son is okay. We will see. James, who do you who do you got? The American Dream Cody Rhodes or Anthony Agogo? We haven't truly seen Anthony Agogo put to
1: the mat in a wrestling match, right? Like every single thing he's turned into a boxing match. This this the state of this fight is going to be determined within the first few moments, right? right? If if Cody takes a shot to the stomach, okay, Chooses not to wear his belt, his really big, high, high waisted belt, okay, And he takes a shot to the stomach. It might be over real quick, but if he Mm -hmm. can turn this into a wrestling match, he can bring it down to his level, then I think Cody Rhodes is gonna is gonna represent the flag, the American flag, mm-hmm. and and not bleed all over it, which is what's gonna happen otherwise. Although it's gonna end like a Superman comic or something. It's oh, beautiful. <laughs> wow.
0: Sky, the, who do you the, think? The, the son of the son of a plumber, mm-hmm. the American mm-hmm. dream Cody Rhodes against uh, Anthony Gogo This is a tough one to call for me, honestly. I mean, Cody, the experience, heavily leans in his favor however the dynamite in both hands mm-hmm. goes anthony gogo um i am going to go out on a limb here and i'm going to say anthony gogo oh, go
3: with the governor wow. Wow. via
0: knockout the governor via knockout. You I, trust and, your gut on and, this and one. and it's going to happen inside of five minutes
3: wow, wow. wow. That's those are the big swings that we need here. I love it. I love it. Well, that's we're split on that one. All right. Moving on down the card, almost getting there. AEW Women's Title, Hikaru Shida and Britt Baker going one on one. Will we see a new champion? We can start with Sky. Sky, if you want to um let me know. You got Britt Baker, Hikaru Shida here.
0: I have a feeling I know what uh, my co-host is going to say, uh, so I hope you don't get too angry when I say Hikaru Shida. Wow, Britt Baker's not taking the title from Hikaru Shida. Shida is the champion for a reason, mm-hmm. and it's because she consistently beats the better, uh, the the best they put in front of her, and uh, and and her resume is is stronger than Britt Baker's. I think she's beat better than Britt Baker has, and she's earned her spot to be where she's at. So, Britt Baker is not walking out of Jacksonville as the champion on Sunday.
3: Uh, James, agree or disagree with that?
1: Well, Eric, I have no opinion on the matter. What? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Are you kidding
1: me? It is Britt Baker's time. How hard must one work to gain the approval? of the AEW audience. Sky, you should know this. You should know this, okay? To to work your butt off, to put on the greatest show you possibly can, and to be the best in the ring, only to have the audience react with some sort of shock, dismay, maybe even a boo or two, it's terrible. It's the worst feeling in the world. You, you start to second guess yourself, but in this situation, I'm not second guess who I'm gonna pick. It's Britt Baker. It's time for a new champion. Okay, she'd have had it for a year. That's a good amount of time. That's a solid amount of time. It wasn't on the road, you know. Mostly mostly mini little defenses here and there. It's never been against a a true contender, I would say. So, um I think I think we're you know, I agree she she does win, but is she really the best? Um I don't know. You know, you see that person climbing up the hill? That's what I see. That's Britt Baker. I just Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold
0: on. No, no. No, no. no, no. I like that point you made, mm-hmm. uh, about had the, the being underappreciated by mm-hmm. the fans. And I can, I can sympathize with that and I am changing my You're pick. I'm be. going with Britt Baker, the doctor, Britt there Baker. Is. She is, she's been unappreciated. Yep. She's been underrated yep. and under
3: freaking everything. Mm-hmm. So
0: she's going to, she's, she's winning. She's, gonna be she's winning. Champ. There it is. New champ. And there it new. is.
3: I don't know if we can, can we change? Like we what? changed
1: it. It's been changed. All right it's been changed
0: i, I just and guess wow. what and and the moment i did that i'm following along right now on my phone vegas odds have swayed in the favor. wow like the wow I, in the last few seconds now wow vegas odds are in favor of brit baker Incredible. wow good
1: thing i bet before the show started <laughs>
3: <laughs> i locked in i locked in those early odds yeah <laughs> all right we got three matches left mm-hmm. okay. tnt okay. championship no longer with Lil darby allen uh it is with miro <laughs> Uh, He has to face Dante Martin on Dynamite. But let's say going forward, let's say that Miro wins that match on Friday. Then we are looking at Miro and Lance Archer for the TNT Championship. This is going to be big old guys just beating each Mm -hmm. other, a clubbering. Mm -hmm. Who you got, Miro, Lance Archer, who's coming out as the TNT Championship? A TNT champion. Nailed that. James, let's start with you.
1: I'm going to hop in here. This is real easy for me because I feel like it's a theme of the show. It's hard work it's desire, it's prestige, you know, it's the fight, okay? That's mm-hmm. why that's why I pick Sky, Ethan Page, that's why I pick Britt Baker, and that's why I'm gonna pick Miro, okay? Because wow. he set out to get that championship, and what did he do? He destroyed everything in his path to acquire it, and if I think that now, only a few short weeks after he's acquired it, he's going to lose it to Lance Archer, who just walked out from backstage and said, I want it too. No, that's not how it works. He's gonna fight, he's gonna retain the title
0: and sky lance archer is a big goof that should mind his own business so i'm going miro why because his heart is on fire right now mm-hmm. heart's on fire Great. yeah strong desire he's got it his mm-hmm. heart is on fire and that is why he is going to retain it i feel bad you know who i feel bad for in this situation tame martin because yeah he is, really he mm. is meat for Miro. And and so is that big goof, Lance Archer. I'm going with Miro.
3: Mm -hmm. There you go. All right, Miro, looking good for you. Congratulations. Two more matches. Stadium Stampede, the return of Stadium Stampede. It's the pinnacle. It's the inner circle. If the inner circle loses, they disband. They are willing to put their partnerships on the line. Who do you have? Sky? Is it going to be the pinnacle? Is it going to be the inner circle? Make your pick.
0: I am going to go with the inner circle. Ooh, Mm. Because we saw what happened with SCU. Mm -hmm. When you put it all on the line, Mm -hmm. sometimes it does not work out. And I know for a fact that Jericho was also watching. And Mm. so he's going to do whatever it takes and pull out all stops. And he's got a good crew next to him, taking nothing away from the pinnacle. Mm -hmm. But I'm going with the inner circle.
1: James, here's the thing J- that we saw blood and guts. If you asked me who I thought the better team was there, I would say the inner circle without question. I feel like they dominated that match. It was though th- it was through sheer leverage at the very end that the pinnacle was able to take it. And as much as I hate to say it, I worry that while the inner circle will come out fighting with tons to lose, the pinnacle is spending all of this time looking for an edge and looking for that edge way to win no matter what okay it's not always about how you win it's about whether or not you win and and so i'm as much as i hate to say it i think the pinnacle is going to find they're doing the r d and they're going to find that way to win and in a giant stadium come on there's got to be something they're going to find they're going to put someone in a pizza oven or whatever
3: (laughs) is that what you think happens in giant stadiums They serve pizza, don't they? (laughs) Yeah, big enough to put a man in, I guess. Uh, Maybe. (laughs) All right. Well, we're split on that one. I like that. I like these Mm -hmm. splits, guys. This one, I'm very interested in. Our main event, the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. The champion, Kenny Omega, will be facing both Pac and Orange Cassidy in a triple threat match. I think the first Mm -hmm. triple threat match we've ever seen for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. James, who... Do you have who's your pick to walk out as the AEW World Heavyweight Champion?
1: This is this is really tough because we're talking about one of the most titled. Champions in the history of wrestling, Okay, I would you know what I'm going to just say, I think not just because I want it to be, but I think Kenny Omega will retain in this match. And here's why because he's a great wrestler, but he's an even better agitator. And you mm. put him in an arena with two bulls. He's going to figure out how those bulls can knock each other out and then he can get the win. That's what I think. I like it.
0: Good pick. Kenny Omega to retain Sky. What do you think a couple of weeks ago? I said Orange Cassidy has the edge in this match mm-hmm. because the sloth style is going to allow him to slide under the mm. radar. Yep and sneak in and get the win. But I am changing my pick. Wow. Vegas, what? Vegas listen up. I am picking the guy who I think has the most momentum,
3: mm-hmm.
0: who has the most gain, mm-hmm. and who I think, quite frankly, besides myself, might be the best wrestler in the company. Wow. Pack. Wow.
3: Wow! Wow! I love that man. Okay, that's a great pick out of that's nowhere. A great point. Great points. I mean, guys, this is going to this is going to be an insane pay per view. Double mm-hmm. or nothing is going to be crazy. I'm so excited for Sunday to see. Uh, like this whole card, top to bottom, is out of control. So I think that these picks, Vegas took note. Odds mm-hmm. are changing. Things yeah. are happening. People Riding are be on the, the plane. Yeah. Listen, Sky's going to be on this plane. And people are going to be going. Oh, Scott, what do what you what do you think? Oh, inside info, and you just go watch wrestling with the week. Wow! Boom! Wow! I mean, he yeah. does that anyway. Boom. He does. Yeah, <laughs> right. We
1: got the business yeah. cards. I go out. I go out to Hollywood and Highland, and I just give out CDs that have this podcast on it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're one of those guys.
1: <laughs> that's why I'm one of those guys.
0: Hey, you know, I believe in the show. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even ask for five dollars or anything. No, no, like, no, 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 no. I'm just trying to, you know, get my name out. There. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, right, thank well, you. Pay- yeah. Thank you, Eric, for coming out here,
1: talking through that pay-per-view. Um, uh, it took longer than we thought, but that's how it always goes. We're excited to see what goes down. Excited to check it out. But there's more going on in the world than, uh, oh, yeah. than. I mean, Sky, I know you, I, you got these big matches coming up. But uh, something else going on in your life? What's up?
0: Well, you know, every week I, I, I like to ask the question and, and put things out there. And uh, I think it's about that time for me to say, what it do, baby? <laughs> Look, yeah. at Look at that. Save those lungs for the match. <laughs> that was good. No was long good. calls. There's a lot going on. Yeah. James, uh you're watching Dark Side of the Ring. You still you're I,
1: caught up. I am. I'm not caught up because I know I know it's on like season three right now, is what's airing currently. But after I think it was a couple of weeks ago, you were like, you gotta watch this. I had avoided it because, you know, obviously there's a lot of, you know, sensational trying to make wrestling industry look terrible or whatever. And you were like, That's not what this show is. It's actually really amazing documentaries uh telling the stories of of different Periods in the time of wrestling and I was like, okay, so I I went and checked it out. So I've got I've gotten through season one I'm well into season two, but I know you specifically want to talk about some episodes in season three. So
0: Well, you know what I I, what I do like about it is that Mm -hmm. it is they do address some of the dark things in wrestling But Mm -hmm. they don't really do it in a malicious way Like you can kind of tell that the the guys that make this show are wrestling fans And they're not going at this uh, in a way that they want to exploit the business for um ratings um they mm-hmm. they genuinely like the business and they're telling these stories you know yeah and, and to my knowledge they're not embellishing or anything they're telling these stories so the most recent one was collision in korea which was last week i really really enjoyed it i've been wanting someone to do something on this uh event that took place for years now um obviously it was in the mid 90s Uh, how many sporting events do you have in North Korea? And so I thought it was really, really interesting. Uh, They had two cold Scorpio on there. They had uh, Scott Norton. I thought that was great. Tonight is, I believe, the ultimate warrior, which a few days ago, the A&E biography came out on him. So I'm interested to see uh, the difference between the two, if there will be any. I don't know if I'll be able to watch it live. Obviously, I'll be traveling uh, to Mm -hmm. Jack's. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think it was interesting. You said you just watched the Chris Benoit one.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, the two part Chris Benoit one, which I was like, I was like, okay, two parts, I get that. But I wasn't personally prepared for how much of the first part was devoted to Eddie Guerrero, because I always really loved Eddie Guerrero growing up. And uh, and so I was getting like choked up because that, you know, like part one is very much dealing with him and his situation and then how that spun off to potentially influence some of Chris Benoit's uh like remaining years and so it was it was definitely i was not prepared for it as much um but yeah it was great it was great
0: yeah it's a really really sad story on both sides i mean starting with eddie who is one of the best to ever do it and he Mm -hmm. has really inspired guys you know everyone that came after him and to this day you know guys step in the ring and they're either doing Eddie Guerrero mannerisms or his uh you know three amigos or, or something you know they pattering gear after him uh he, he really really set a tone for a lot of us and then Benoit in general obviously he had a really really tragic end to his life and and you know no one can excuse that but you also can't ignore the incredible performer he was and his dedication to the business and to him. So those two guys are remembered as, uh, again, two of the best to ever do it. And um, I still enjoy watching them.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it's it's really great getting inside. I mean, you talked about how this, this show has respect for the business. And I think one of the ways you can see that is they don't go to – like third party sources to get perspectives on these people's lives as much as possible it's like let's literally go to the people closest to them and like hear the story from that like obviously a bunch of different people but like you know hearing from chavo guerrero and like dean malenko and stuff like that it's like that's that's the view that i want on this as opposed to some person who some lawyer or whatever who like wants to sensationalize or, or what it, whatever it is. I think in a lot of cases, the stories are sensational enough already that you don't need to. Um, and then it honestly makes everything feel a lot more human. It, as tragic as it can be, it makes
0: it feel like human stories. And that's a really great thing about it. Yeah, make sure people check out Dark Side of the Ring tonight, Ultimate Warrior episode. I gotta pivot a little bit because speaking mm-hmm. of also, something else happening tonight is game three of the first round of the NBA playoffs, the Lakers and the Suns, the series is tied 1-1, and we are going back to Staples. And I know you're not a basketball guy, but mm-hmm. the insane thing about this is this will be the first, like, the, the Lakers won the NBA championship last season, but it was mm-hmm. in the bubble. So yeah. we're the defending NBA champions, but this will be the first Lakers playoff game at Staples Center since, I believe, 2013? when we were swept by the Spurs uh, after Kobe tore his Achilles. Um, mm-hmm. So this is insane. I mean, it's going to be LeBron and Anthony Davis's first playoff game as a Lakers in Staples center. So I'm really, really excited for it. Looking forward to hopefully taking a two, one lead in this series. Mm-hmm. And so again, uh, yeah, James, you, you got to jump on board, man. We, uh,
1: I know. Well, you, you we talked about something before this show started that got me very interested and uh, and it was Anthony Davis kicked off the evening <laughs> with a <laughs> a pretty remarkable play. I don't know if you want to set this up.
0: Well, if anybody has not seen it, go check it out. Uh, look up Anthony Davis. Um, gosh, what uh, I can't remember who the guy's name. He was he was was defending him, but just, anyways,
1: he I was... googled. I literally just googled Anthony Davis, and it's the first thing that
0: comes up right now. So <laughs> it was okay. So this took place. I like somewhere in the 30 to 60 seconds into the game, he was going up for a jump shot and um, he got fouled. J Jay, Jay Crowder, Jay Crowder. Yep. Uh, Jay yep. Crowder. That's okay. I couldn't remember his name. Uh, he was going up for a shot. He got fouled on the shot. And a lot of times what guys do when they get fouled, it's they sell it a little bit so they mm-hmm. can make sure, or if there's any contact at all, as they're shooting, they'll sell it and they'll They'll flail an arm or a leg or something trying mm-hmm. to draw the foul, which he did. Uh, but when he did, he kicked Jay Crowder right in the sack. Like, oh, it mm. was like right in there and just dropped him. It was rough, man.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it's it's beautiful because it, it's a beautiful shot, and then and it's just like it's almost like the only thing that's missing is the sound of like the bell, like that's <laughs> like tink, like it's just foot just goes right in, It's just like tink, and that's the only thing that's missing from that. It's just it, perfect. it would
0: have been great if he made the shot. Yeah. And it could have just be like and one and then like maybe yeah, like yeah. and two. <laughs> that's a, <laughs> like, yeah, that's
1: a five pointer. That's a five yeah, pointer man. for sure.
0: Well it, you
1: know what I thought of? I thought about your your MMA rule that you want to implement. Yes. Do you think that this rule could work in basketball as well? <laughs> I don't want to see it in basketball,
0: but for anyone okay, that doesn't know okay. what, what I'm talking about, I just want to re just readdress this really quick in mm-hmm. case you've missed me bringing this up multiple times on the show. I have an idea for an MMA rule. It would have to be a specific company. I don't want to see this in the UFC, but maybe uh, where like you're allowed one nut shot of fight. And it has to be mm-hmm. in a def- <laughs> it has to be a defensive move. You you know, mm-hmm. so like a picture one guy gets rocked. He's on the verge of maybe being knocked out the offensive fighter swarms in to get the finish and the guy on defense, wham, just kicks him in the nuts. And that stops Mm -hmm. the fight. You get five minutes to rest and recover, (laughs) but that's it. You only get one. You'll only get one and you can't do it offensively. Like you can't rock a guy with a shot and then swarm in and kick him in the nuts. It can only be a defensive move. And I just Mm -hmm. think that would be so entertaining.
1: I like the idea of a bunch of like uh, officials checking the tape Like, was it defensive? Like, was it
3: like, like, there's like arguments over it?
1: I I I think that's,
3: listen, guys. Hey, what's up? It's me, Eric. I'm really excited. I hope that, I hope it becomes a rule. I hope, I hope it becomes a rule in MMA. I hope maybe Mm -hmm. it can be, I don't, I'm not saying it needs to be a rule in the NBA. I'm just saying that I've never (laughs) seen anything like this in all my years watching sports where a guy shoots a three and kicks another guy in the sack, really takes the focus I mean, like, think about your professional athlete. Think about how long you have to practice, and you're, like, in the backyard as a kid, like, just shooting threes, just trying to, like, make Mm -hmm. the cut in the NBA, and then one day you're like, you know what else I could do while I'm up here? A little sack tap. And you just tap and you just give him a tap. But, guys, listen, we have to move on to the run-in. But real quick, just before we get there, I just want to see if you guys are excited for the Friends reunion, like I am. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I'm not really a Friends guy. Yeah, not really. No, not a Friends guy? Yeah.
3: That's that
0: James, not my show. Okay.
3: James are are you your show? Friends, your friends guy, ready for I the mean, reunion. I mean, I've
1: watched it. I've watched it. I was a Seinfeld guy, and so yes. when the Thursday night shifted to being Friends after Seinfeld ended, then I was like, okay, I mean, I've seen a bunch cuz it's always it was always on TV. So I've seen a lot of episodes of Friends. I will probably watch this reunion, yeah, but I yeah, wasn't yeah, but like gonna this gonna isn't good, like right? going to make
0: or break me by any by nope. any stretch. Well, no, no, I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to miss it. Yeah, I'm just, I'm what, not. Oh, I, I, you're gonna try
3: to miss it?
0: Yeah, I don't okay. think it's, I don't think the show's funny. I just never really enjoyed okay. the show. What I do you mean Ross fine. has a
3: monkey? Then the first season, Ross has a monkey. In the first three seasons, the monkey's name is Marcel, Marcel. and they live together. Yeah. See, don't James is a big together. fan. Don't oh, know. Well, who Ross I just am more. Don't <laughs> know who Ross is. I, oh, I, I will tell you
0: the only time I ever laughed at anything related to Friends is when someone uh, took the intro of the show and so someone should YouTube this. They took the intro of the show and uh, and they 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 like they changed the song to like that DMX song where like oh yeah because well, I'm down. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> like that's the only time I ever laughed. Like that's the funniest <laughs> Friends has ever been.
3: Well, I don't so, yeah, think that um, they'll probably do that in the reunion, but. They should. Oh, well. They should if they want. people I think, to actually laugh
0: this time.
1: I think a fun game would be to have all the names of friends, characters and then have pictures of them all and see if Sky can match them.
0: Oh, this I is mean, like, great. They, oh, they man, all have those really stereotypical names like Ross and Chandler and and see and and Bryce <laughs> and, and, and and Bryce, Bobby, Joe, Claire and, <laughs> and, and Gunther like really like. Yeah, Gunther. They have like Valley girl names like. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah is there a kelsey right. on the show there's got to be a kelsey
3: there's no kelsey sorry no. bryce remsberg you just got lumped in with the cast of friends damn mm-hmm. all right guys we gotta go we gotta move on to the run-in. okay what are we
0: doing
1: all right let's run in we got an amazing run in with ron funches check it out right now hello everybody i am super excited for our guest this week he is an actor writer comedian podcast host and wrestling fan. Oh, Gamer too. What what don't you do, Ron Funches? We're super happy to have you on the show this week.
2: Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to see your Psychonauts poster. That's one of my favorite games from when I was a kid. But I find it does not hold up when I try to go back and play it. With Are the- you <laughs> kidding me? That's that's the interview. Cut cut it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding.
1: You're entitled to your opinion. Are you excited for the sequel? I am
2: uh I'm cautiously optimistic for the sequel, because it's been such a long time, and that tends to mean that there are some issues. Before we we get too
0: deep into video, so Ron, we had Kenny Omega on uh, recently, and James and Kenny uh, just went on about video games, and I had no clue what anyone was talking about, so I just Mm -hmm. felt like this third wheel and 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 i was very uncomfortable and so i don't want this to become to that i want to be part of this conversation yes so so (laughs) we're going to talk videos can we at so least Sky, throw in tell a me, little what bit? What do you of... think about psychonauts? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, can, how's their jumper? They have, do they have a good layup? Or, uh-oh, like, uh-oh. Can we talk a little NBA two K <laughs> as well? Let's like, start. Yeah.
1: Let's let's get a handle on this. Let's get a handle on this chat. Listen. So, Ron, we wanted to have you on the show because number one, you have a prior relationship. You you and Sky have tweeted back and forth and worked together. Um, at least one time I hear, right? Yeah, i ran into um, this guy
2: on occasion, Lucha Vavoom in Los Angeles, I think is one time I ran into him, seeing him around PW,
0: seeing him everywhere, big fan <laughs> of Scorpio Sky. Well, you know, Ron, Ron, the last time, uh, do you remember the last time we saw each other? Uh, we did that show, I think it was like all out 2009 weekend in chicago we did like wrestling with stereotypes
2: mm, yes uh, yes with andres hall um, you and i sunny kiss um yes yeah 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 nyla rose a lot of people a lot of wonderful people yeah i remember that that was a yeah. great time yeah that was actually really really fun that was like my first
0: time i actually kind of really got to talk to you and i'm sitting on stage <laughs> next to him and he's just cracking me up man like you see i'm laughing in that photo um you know, like i said like that was like what is like August, September of 2019? Yeah, so obviously- that was the
2: last show I had went to before the pandemic. No, I think I went to Wrestle Kingdom. Um, luckily, I was so happy. I was like, oh, my oh, God. God, I'm so happy I went to Wrestle Kingdom right before the pandemic happened. Uh, so that show in Vegas and, um, oh, no, that one was in Chicago. Right? We were right. Yeah, but the, yeah. uh, the show that you got the Double or Nothing in Vegas and then uh, Wrestle Kingdom were my last show until last weekend when I went to a GCW show.
0: Yeah. I was going to ask you about that too. Uh, But you know, so like going back, like it's crazy that you actually got out to Wrestle Kingdom because that was right before the pandemic, like really got serious. So you snuck in there.
2: Yeah, there were whispers about it. People were mentioning uh, this coronavirus thing, but I didn't know. I I, you know, I was a dumb uh, travel tourist and was just like, ah, just they're just a flu. It's like, you know, some, these all these other diseases that they talk about, but they don't come over to where I live. So who cares? And then the <laughs> next couple of months, I was sitting at home.
0: <laughs> yeah, I gotta admit, I was the same way uh, when this thing first started. I was like, uh, you know, I I thought what everybody else thought. I was like, oh, you know, I'm not going to just be afraid of the flu. It's just the flu, you know, it's not that big a deal, you know, but, uh, you know, around, I guess it was late February, early March of last year when I like did the research and I started hearing about how serious it was. And that's when I finally like woke up, started taking it serious. Like things have changed so much since then, man, like mm-hmm. how you been doing.
2: Uh luckily I've been doing very well. It was an adjustment period, especially as another performer that um worked primarily with live audiences, you know, doing stand-up comedy was the majority of my income um 2019, 2020. Um and then or no not just not 2020, but twenty nineteen. Um, and so I had to make that adjustment. And luckily for me, I had other um, things gone on in the fire through my voice acting, through uh, my, just regular acting, through hosting. But it really, you know, forced me to kind of... Redefine myself because I'd always defined myself first and foremost as a stand-up comedian. I had to look back and be like, "Well, you know, at the end of the day, I'm a, you know, a dad and a son and a, and a, a husband, and that's the things I got to take care of first. Um, But now, now that I've adjusted, I'm I'm doing very well. I'm hosting a lot of things, doing a lot of work, and I'm getting ready to get back on the road and more grateful for it, which I think is very good. That's, that's what I wanted to ask about, because Sky and I have chatted
1: about how AEW is going back and doing some live shows again with a, with a larger crowd. And you can see Sky's, Sky's very celebratory. Love, he's very excited for it. But you mentioned how similar you're performing in front of a live audiences. Are you super excited to like, get back out there and be able to do comedy in front of people and get their immediate reactions?
2: oh absolutely it's the best yeah i mean there's no there's truly no point to my job without an audience so you know doing shows online and on zoom and stuff were okay but it was just a, a cheap imitation of the real thing there's nothing quite like live comedy and the, the comedy store being back open the improv is back open has been making it really fun again to, um kind of go back to square one and just be like, I don't even really know what I'm doing anymore. Everybody's rusty. Nobody has any closing uh, jokes anymore. But, you know, you're getting out there, cause you do it because you love it and you miss all your people. And um, that, and again, like I said, going to the show this last weekend really, really motivated me just because, Seeing all these people that I hadn't seen in years, seeing the wrestlers see people they haven't seen in years and just how excited they were. It made me be like, man, I got to I got to get back on the road. Was that the show Too Cold Scorpio was at? Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, I saw like a flyer. I was looking at your Instagram uh, and uh, yeah, I think actually one of my really good friends, Eric Watts, wrestled Too Cold Scorpio on that show. Uh, It looked like a lot of fun, man. I I don't know why I didn't jump on board myself to get involved, but, um, yeah, that's cool that you were able to, was there a fan, like, was there a good amount of fans for the show? Was like full?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. the afternoon show was full and then the GCW evening show was even bigger and, um they tore that place apart, but it was really nice. One of my favorite things to see, because it was also during the weekend that the mask mandate lifted and uh, just walking around the casino floors, walking around Las Vegas. Normally, you see it like just about no one wearing a mask. Uh, but when it went to the wrestling, about 85, 90 percent of the people were wearing masks. And I was like, man, look how much, look how much progress we've made. Mm -hmm. yeah the wrestling community
1: cares you you mentioned that like you see people do you have like a crew like because i know that i have like if there's a wrestling show and i'm going to go to it there's like a handful of people that i think to call first do you have like a group that you generally do these things with or is it just the people that you know around from the industry
2: no, it's, I definitely have a, a wrestling crew, a group of people. Uh, my buddy Omar, he's my wrestle buddy. He goes with me everywhere. He lives in New York, but he came to this Las Vegas show with me. We've gone to WrestleMania together. We've gone to a lot of places. So he's like my main wrestling buddy. Uh, but I got a couple other friends. You know, when they're wrestle buddies, they start sounding weird. My friend Shenanigans, my friend One Lung. Those are my <laughs> wrestle- <laughs> Those are the names of your wrestle buddies. <laughs> they don't even step up in the ring but there's there's also yeah there's a group of like um comedians and actors that sometimes we we keep in touch with like i've been talking with freddie prince jr a bit um i talk with uh uh, mike lawrence uh dan saint germain dan soder those are kind of like the comedian wrestle friends
1: This is only somewhat related, but I went to a PWG show one time. This is years ago. And like the entire cast of true blood came in. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. They've been doing that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Like they just, and it's so hard to get chairs to panga.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's so weird too. Of all shows, uh, PWG, that's the one that draws all these stars. It's so strange, but yeah, Lucha boom was like that as well. Um, you know, it definitely appealed to a very hot L.A. crowd, and that was a lot of fun. Obviously, Ron, you know about that. You've been there. Um, that's a show I definitely miss, man. Those
2: were some really fun ones. But I think they're coming back in October. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Oh, nice. Yeah, Halloween would be the best great first show for them to come back. But, yeah, I love wow. it. It's mixed, uh, mix, if people don't know, Lucha Vivoom, they'll mix the wrestling with burlesque and um, all these other variety show acts, and it, it, it makes it just this... Um, party there's just great atmosphere and I've been you know, grateful enough to host it a couple of times with uh, blank patch and, and a couple of other hosts there and it's uh man it is just truly a blast the rest you know as a pure wrestling head half the time I'm like you guys are taking a night off but as a pure <laughs> show it's everything you want it's amazing and one thing I've, I've noticed about you is like how much you
0: love wrestling Mm-hmm. And uh like I'm just curious as to where that that came from. Like did you were you always a wrestling fan? Is it something you got into when you were older or like were you, did you grow young. up a fan?
2: Yeah. Okay. My, my uncle um was a fan and he would take me when I was a young kid, about five, seven years old, to the Rosemont Horizon in Chicago. You know, growing up in Chicago is easy, to become a wrestling fan, it's a big wrestling town. Um, So, you know, my uncle just taking me out to shows, taking me out to see Er Hogan and Earthquake and Warrior and Jake the Snake, all those people. So I fell in love with it very young, fell out of it when I was, you know, mid teen you know, trying to conform and be like, what do you, what will you, what do you want me to like? So you'll want to sleep with me. Uh, and then when that wasn't working, I came back to wrestling cause ECW was like, yeah, you, I know you want to see boobs and, and we got some over here. <laughs> oh, so wait, you, are you telling me that you couldn't get
0: a date, uh, like to go to watch Earthquake and Hulk Hogan with you? Like, what is, like,
2: are, you curious? are you serious? Like, People weren't into my Wrestle Buddies. They weren't into my collection. So, uh, uh, no, it didn't work out for quite a while. But um, it actually became a big part of my adult dating life, though, because I have my office, and my office is just full of uh, action figures and toys and um, I would often, you know, if a lady came to my house on my first date or second date, I'd bring them in here just to see how they'd react. Cause they're going to be like, Hey, if you're cool with this, we can keep hanging out. But if you come in here and you start making fun of it, I might take you, I might take you to the bedroom tonight, but you're not coming back here to another night.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a third, third date deal breaker. That's what they call mm-hmm. it. I think it's really interesting. I mean, we, we talked a lot on this show about, You know, there's a perception of what a wrestling fan is and in a lot of cases what a wrestler is. Um, And that's just never the case. It's a weird it's generally wrong for anyone who's from outside of that world. And so I was curious if do you ever get that? Like you talk about people finding out that you're a wrestling fan. You're so you so laid back and chill. And like even that's even part of like, you know, the your brand in a way. Are there people that know you for a while through maybe stand up or other things and then find out you're a wrestling fan and are like kind of surprised by that?
2: Yeah, I mean, it depends on where you find me from, because I I do work in so many areas. So some people don't Mm -hmm. only know me from like Trolls or Bob's Burgers or, uh, you know, are acting on this show or doing spots on a game show and they don't know my personality. They don't know what I love. So sometimes... They find out, oh, you're a big wrestling fan. And then one of the um, best compliments I receive is people who are like, hey, you kind of we like that you're a wrestling fan and that you talk about wrestling all the time. Because when people think about wrestling fans, they think of someone living in their mom's basement who doesn't have a job, who's like either overnourished or malnourished. And. I'm a healthy. I work out every day. I have my own business. I have, own my own home. I have a beautiful wife who I drag with me to wrestling shows, and so <laughs> I like portraying that. And I love. I mean, the thing that I more than bigger than wrestling wise, though, I just like being myself and loving what I love. And it, to me, it doesn't matter if you like it or if you get anything out. That's one thing stand up taught me early was to be. Uh, Brave and proud in what I love and what I enjoy and have a strong opinion and not uh care about what others think about it. How, how long have you been married? I've been married for about seven months now. This is my second marriage. I think this one will stick. She's my favorite wife of the two. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. That's great. Congratulations, man. Seven you. months. Yeah. That's Congrats. that's great. Where'd you guys meet? uh we met on bumble actually uh there I, was swiping, I was just wiping. i just swiping and she had one little picture i thought it was a fake account of a robot that was trying to you know steal money from me but i was like i got time to waste i'll chat with this robot but it turned <laughs> out to be a very beautiful canadian woman so,
0: like, hey oh, canadian hey. okay high
2: five for beautiful canadian women
0: yeah you guys yeah. both have canadian wives that's awesome man yeah, was, <laughs> yeah, I would never trust the single picture uh, Bumble, like the one picture, like that's the one you don't trust.
2: I can't no, you it don't. Out that's, that's what great. I told her, and in the quality of the pic too, I was sure she had screen grabbed it from somebody else.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have like the biggest fear, like uh, because you know, there's always a fake Instagram accounts and stuff popping up for me. And mm-hmm. I, w- I always have this fear that someone's going to make a Bumble account and and put my face on it. And then, like one of my girlfriend's friends or 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 family members is gonna find it, and be like, he's cheating. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know what I mean?
2: Like, mm-hmm. I don't know why that's like a fear I have, but I just this feel like, like every time who I see a fake account, has secret Bumble profile says so that he doesn't get caught Yeah, calls, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you just <laughs> plant that seed now. That seat now. <laughs> I'm just always worried. I had this irrational fear.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's just—I feel like every day I I find some new Instagram account, and it, the crazy thing is is they go and they follow people that I follow. Mm-hmm. So they're like friends of mine. And my friend will uh, will send me like a screenshot of like, hey, this this account messaged me. And I'm like, it's not me. Like, I'm I'm verified. It's clearly, not, I'm not going to make just some Scorpio Sky underscore 284. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know why, don't know why people, people waste too much time. And why me? I'm a nobody. Like, why I know. Would you it? But I, I get, it happens
2: <laughs> to me too. I think that it's because we're at that level where people think like maybe it is. It could be, you know, so they mess with it. I had some people, someone on Facebook running scams, saying that I was like, uh, I'm Rob Fudges and I'm giving away $10,000. And I was like, first of all, that would never happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Holding on to that ten
0: grand, no matter yeah. what. Yeah, you guys realize we're in a pandemic. We're not giving away anything. Are <laughs> <Not laughs> you crazy? <laughs> there's a certain tier.
1: There's a certain tier that you have to target with that kind of stuff, though, because it's not going You're not gonna be Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise isn't gonna be doing stuff like that on Instagram. Ben Affleck might. We do know that Ben Affleck probably will. But other than Ben Affleck, it's not. So you need to aim for that like mid-tier famous person kind of thing. And it's like, well, I don't really know much about them personally, but maybe they'd reach out to me. Maybe Scorpio Sky would send me a DM out of the blue and uh, ask for my credit card number. Who knows?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ron, do you do you get people like messaging you with the like, hey, you know, my nephew is is stage four cancer. Can you send me something or or yada, yada, yada? Like I get those a lot. Mm -hmm. And then I Uh, see the stuff pop up on, on eBay like a day or so later. (laughs) <laughs> do you
2: really I, oh yeah I, yeah no i never sign anything or anything like that i do have there's one guy in particular that i want i mean i'll give a shout out to him today because I, i'm who knows I, maybe you do got cancer if so it is taking a long long time and you are doing very well at fighting it so <laughs> great job to you charlie who constantly who has since i believe 2014 has sent me random emails about once every three months that literally the subject line says cancer fan and it just says, I have cancer, sir. Can I? Can you send me some free stuff? And every three months I get that same email <laughs> and I ignore it. <laughs> it's
1: an entirely... I, l- listen, I don't know why anyone would have wanted to, but on the subject of this i had the immense privilege of being able to do a -a make-a-wish one time there was a kid and he and he wanted to he wanted to meet a youtuber um or whatever and and so they reached out to me and some people i know and and it was amazing meeting him and he had questions because he like you know he was really young but he he still loved making videos on his channel and stuff as far as I'm aware, he's still that channel's kicking, and he started getting more views than I was. So, <laughs> so I mean, I, oh, I was some... incredibly happy well, to I do it, this was gonna and be I a love, sweet start. but I. <laughs> but I mean, he's there's, bigger than I am now.
0: Probably. There's so much heat. There's so much heat. I hear it. There's and, so uh, much heat. And
1: it. And I just, I'm just thinking about our time spent on that VidCon balcony. Just me going like, "This is your wish, and I am here to grant it." And then him, him going to the bank today and cashing like a 1.5 billion dollar check. <laughs>
2: We had that in comedy. There was a guy in comedy who said he had cancer and that his dying wish was to get a special. And then Ellen executively produced his special. So he said he had like six months to live. And that guy still kicking. <laughs> medicine.
1: Doctors. Thank God for doctors, right? Modern
2: medicine, baby. Modern, yeah, modern medicine. medicine. Hey, laughter
0: is heal. What do they say? What's the term? Laughter heals the heart or whatever it is. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah,
0: uh, for sure. So you've got your own podcast, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's called Getting Better with Ron Funches. It's basically a self-help comedy podcast uh, where we just try to come at the act of getting better, being works in progress from a comedic tone. I talked to some of my favorite people about how they got to where they are, lessons they learned, and where they're trying to get to in the future. I had some um, great guests like Conan O'Brien's been on. We've had Win- uh, Wendy McClendon from Reno 911. Tom Lennon just recently from Window 911. And we've had uh, just recently, our most recent guest is Nick Gage from his Vice documentary, talking about his time in prison, talking about him dying in the ring and, and the lessons he's learned.
1: That's amazing. I like that. I mean, I've listened to your podcast before, but like, I really like it because comedy and like sometimes the world of comedy has a very self deprecating, like, there's like a lot of associations with you have to have had a hard life to be able to make jokes, or you have to have some sort of dark edge to be able to find that comedy in that, in that side of the world but i feel like your perspective is much better it's like no no you can still laugh and you can love and you can be happy and you can be funny all at the same time they are not mutually exclusive things you know no
2: no i mean a lot of um comedy does come from a negative place it does come from surviving traumas or doing things like that but that that's positive you survive those traumas i think a lot of times can be uh i mean this is my own personal thing and i can rant for three hours so i'll try to shorten it up but i think a lot of time comedians take that story, take their past, and they keep living it over and over and over again. What well, humans do it, whether you're a comedian or not, and I did it all the time. And then at some point, it just got to be like, I'm not. I'm telling myself a old story. Like my life is great. Yeah, I used to be poor. Yeah, I used to sleep on floors. Yeah, I used to have negative account. I used to be obese, but now I'm healthy. I work hard to stay healthy. I have a beautiful son, beautiful family. I need to quit telling myself this old story. Uh, uh, so that was a big part of it, going to therapy, doing a bunch of stuff, and um, wanting to talk about these things that I don't, normally didn't get a chance to talk about on stage or uh, were shied away from. Like you said, a lot of comedians, they don't normally want to dig into that. And that's awesome. You seem like such a like
0: upbeat and, and high-spirited, just a good, good dude, you know what I mean? That is just like wanting to just be on a good path and, and live a really, really positive life. And I, I, I can definitely appreciate that. I myself tend to be a very, very positive person and try to live positive, but you know, everybody I'm sure you do as well have, has like those rough days, those dark days where, you know, as positive as you are, you know, you can't see the bright side of, of, you know, the light even, uh, how do you deal with, those types of days like and i know that's a tough question but you seem like you've got this really good perspective of things
2: uh i mean my main answer it would be to uh, allow yourself to have those days that's fine that nothing you it's kind of phony because uh, people see my demeanor or whatever and they either they think it's phony or they think it's like uh, uh oh you're just like this all the time and it's like no like i get mad i get frustrated um, and I allow myself to feel those emotions and one of my favorite things to say is that you know I don't I don't mire in those emotions I don't live in them but I don't deny them I think that's one of the things as a culture especially if I were to talk about like maybe black men our age and younger there, there's this or men even of this like I don't have feelings Oh, you can't hurt me my, I was born dead like and to me that's one of the weakest things you can say as a human is like to me, I'd rather be like, yeah, I got feelings. They get hurt. And then guess what? I'm still nice <laughs> because, I'm, <laughs> because I'm strong and you can't hurt me like that. If you hurt me, I'm going to remember, but I'm going to still keep my heart open and I'm going to learn these valuable lessons in your face. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh,
1: I guess I would love your perspective on this. Do you feel like when you're having one of those days, it is appropriate to? Say, find a hundred and ten pound boy and throw him down a two flights of concrete stairs. Would you? Would you describe that as acceptable behavior?
2: No. Asking for a friend. <laughs> I'm asking for a friend.
1: <laughs> no. Is he a minor
2: or is he basically? Is it a oh no, he's based? a grown.
1: He's a grown he man. A Are you talking about the, the the one who was thrown off, thrown down the steps? No, he's the, he he no he's the, he's a grown man. Um, but well, he, he may or may of,
0: not have been the TNT champion at the he time. He may
1: not have been the TNT champion, and uh, but my friend is also a grown man who dresses really nice, and I think he might have a ba- a friend who's a really bad influence.
2: Yeah, had I do, do
1: you think it was acceptable for Sky to throw Darby Allen down the those stairs?
2: Oh, absolutely, 100. You All have. Right. To. Okay. You you you. I mean, I've been going on about this. I even tweeted talk talked about it with Renee Paquette. How I was like. I, I feel like I need to come in and speak on the behalf of, of, of Mr. Sky and, and and Mr. Page because these both of these gentlemen have been done wrong. They have been looked over. They have been just totally led astray as what was supposed to happen to them. Uh, my man Sky here, and I don't, I don't want to speak out of turn. I don't want to speak him but he won the brass ring he reached out and grabbed that inflatable and just like i mean i guess was it a joke was it was it to was it some type of prank they were playing on my boy because i thought you grabbed the brass ring and you were the face of the revolution apparently the revolution was over on aew elevation and dark uh that's not where a talent like scorpio sky belongs he belongs on dynamite. Every single week he belongs there. You got time for all, you got time for your 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 skeleton face boy. You got time for dinosaurs. You got time for, for just imps in dark order, uh, uh, sadomasochists running around. You got time for uh, Sopranos cosplay, but you don't got time for Scorpio Scott. <laughs> sopranos cosplay. I know Sopranos cosplay when I see Dude. it. Marshall, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he, he, he's
3: doing
2: the Sopranos. I know it. That's a that's
0: great. I looked at it as like two and a half men. <laughs> <laughs> like shirt, like you know, like Charlie Sheen married two and a half men. <laughs> What is that? the first time I saw it, I said, What is with the, that shirt, man? And he's like, Oh I'm doing something nobody else is doing. I'm like, there's a reason nobody else is doing
2: it. Because <laughs> it looks like you be sitting at home eating chips. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my God. Wow.
1: Oh. Well, I mean, here's the thing. We could talk to you all day. We wanted to play before you go, we wanted to play a fun game with you. We generally play a game with our guests. Um, And the game I was going to pitch to you was, we have heard that you are down to be Scorpio Sky's manager, speak on his behalf. We were going to ask you, we were literally going to ask you if you were interested. Imagine Wednesday, Dynamite, you come out with Sky, Ethan Page, and you cut a promo on their behalf. You just did that. So now I don't know what to do.
2: Oh, that was just off the top of my head. I didn't even mention Darby because I would. would. They forced them. They forced them into doing that. When you have, when you're bringing, when you say one thing and you act another way, you're forcing people's hands. You're forcing them to act out. When you tell them, hey, come here to AEW. There's a spot here. There's there's ability to move up here. There's no glass ceiling here. As soon as you get there and you're bumping up your head against it and you're, you're, you're getting cramped like you're on a small, tiny bus, what are you going to do but act out? These are two nice boys. I know them. I've met them well. Ethan Page has come to my vision board party, so you can't tell me he's a bad person. He's a guy who has dreams and visions and believes in himself. And when you trap that type of guy in a corner, of course they're going to hang out together. Of course, they are two lions who have both been trapped in the cage, and the only friends that they have are each other. And that's why I'm here to speak on their behalf. I'm here as their... I'm you know I'm not an advocate like Paul Heyman. I come no, from no, Los no, Angeles. No, 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 no. And I'm I was here- just going to say, you're
0: an advocate, my friend. Okay. You are an advocate, and guess what? I'm a Ron Funches guy. <laughs> 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 Let's
2: make it happen. I am down. I love it. I love where this is going. I just Speaking know how people are supposed truth. to be treated, and I and I speak passionately for the people I believe in. Wow, incredible! My guy, incredible. See, James, you see? I see. Listen, I'm on your side too. I just
1: think ah. I just, my whole thing is that I don't think Sky sometimes realizes that when he pisses off someone like Sting, Sting isn't just going to come after Sky. Sky can defend himself. Ethan Page can defend himself, but when S- when Sting drops from the rafters of my home with a black baseball bat at 3 a.m., I'm not gonna be ready, and I won't be prepared to defend myself. And yes, I'll be a casualty of this war. But still, it's like I just
2: worry this guy isn't always considering that. Hey, when you wanna make an omelet, you gotta break a few eggs. That's what. Say. <laughs> and there's gonna be collateral damage. There's gonna be people. You know, there's people in the movies that uh, are the heroes, and the people in the movies that get stomped on in the first 30 seconds, and we all know who is who uh but at the end of the day as long as Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page are holding the gold and what are you supposed to do if there's a legend if there's the biggest dog in the yard you go up there and you smack him in the face Scorpio Sky is right Sting had his turn he had his turn long 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 time ago and now it is Scorpio Sky's turn it is Ethan <laughs> Page's turn and so if, if there's gotta be some damage to their friends well as a good friend you should be thankful and just say, yes, I'm happy to take this hit for my friend Scorpio Sky.
1: Yes, I'm happy to take
0: this hit for my friend Scorpio Sky. Thank you
2: very, very much, Ron.
0: I, I We might need you on every week because, you know, James gets on me sometimes. It's not too fair, you know, but, but anyways, uh, <laughs> pivoting just a bit here. I appreciate all of those. Very, very kind and true words. Uh, when, uh, when
2: are you doing another show? Uh, I'm getting back on the road this summer. I will be in Austin, Texas, the first through third of July at the Creek in the Cave, Texas, out there. I'll be in Nashville. I'm also going to Salt Lake City. Uh, Portland, Oregon, Baltimore, I'm doing a little summer run uh, Well, I'm also, uh, you know, hosting a couple of jobs. I host a show called Chop 420 on Discovery Plus, and then I'm uh, hosting this show with Bobby Moynihan called uh, Ultimate Slip and Slide. That'll be on NBC uh, August 8th, I believe. It comes right after the Olympics.
0: Love that. I need, I need to get out to one of those shows. Please. Yeah, absolutely. I need I'm to. That's going to be a lot of fun.
1: Ron, we loved having you on. We would love to have you back when you find the time. If you find the time, Uh, this is fantastic. We recommend everyone, please uh, follow Ron on all social medias. Check out the uh, Getting Better podcast. Buy a ticket to one of these shows. We've had a blast having you on. Thank you so much for joining us.
2: Oh, it's been fun. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much, man. I'll see you soon. I'll see you. I'll see you next Wednesday. Let's go. (laughs) Let's go. Let's go. (laughs)
1: Hello, Wrestling With The Week viewers and listeners. I want to take just a minute to tell you about the Rooster Teeth store. Have you guys checked it out lately? It is the place to go to get your favorite merch from Funhouse, Achievement Hunter, Squad Team Force, everything in between. Okay, you can get a Wrestling With The Week shirt over there. We're not canceled yet, and you should let everyone know by wearing it on your chest. Uh, You can get T-shirts, hoodies, hats, and tons more from your favorite Rooster Teeth shows and brands right now. And keep an eye out this month for our biggest and best pride collection Ever. A portion of the proceeds are being donated to Out Youth, which is an organization that supports LGBTQIA plus in Central Austin. This is our biggest, most expansive Pride drop ever, something for just about everyone. You can check out Pride-specific reimaginings from Rooster Teeth, Ruby, Achievement Hunter, Jeff, Barbara, Funhouse, and Kinda of Funny. The new Pride merch is available right now in the Rooster Teeth store, so you can scan the QR code below or head on over to store.roosterteeth.com to start shopping today.
0: Love Ron Funches, man. That was a great interview. Um, hey, I know we're supposed to play a game and we teased yeah. it, but yeah. I, I, I'm i keeping my eye on the clock. Like I said, I, I, I'm going to the airport immediately after we finished this podcast. So um, I, I hope it's okay with the audience. I hope it's okay with you. I would love to just put this game, like let's do a delay of game and, and do it mm-hmm. next week if possible and we'll skip that. Uh, we got a great game. So there's a good teaser for next week. If you're okay with that, James, I know our yeah. fans. It'll are, work.
1: It'll work next week. We'll make yeah. it work. It'll they, work.
0: They would rather wait to have the game next week than have me not make it to Jacksonville and not get to see me beat up the Dark Order tomorrow. So, Oh my um, gosh. I want to make sure we have enough time to catch up with you. Um, so that's another reason why it's mm-hmm. great to skip the game. Uh, yes. I want to know what's going on with you and your life, man. So um, let's get a clock on the screen. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this is
1: 15 seconds with James. Thank you very much. I'll wait for the timer to pop, and then I will begin. Bam. All right. So as you know, I've been watching Mayor of Easttown with my wife, and uh, the final episode is this Sunday. And uh, my wife and I, mostly her, have come up with a theory. We know who the killer is. The killer
0: of the show is... And that's all the time we have Vegas on. Odds for the kill was waiting to find out, but uh, but uh, unfortunately, Vegas is going to have to like the rest of us. Uh, So that brings us uh, very close to the end of the show. At this point, I want to make sure that following us on social media—that is, WWTWPOD on Twitter and Instagram—you can reach out to us, uh, tell us what you think of the show, tell us uh, how uh, who you think the killer is, all all kinds of great (laughs) stuff like that. You can follow us individually. Uh, at Scorpio sky on Twitter and Instagram, James Willems on Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to bring Eric back in. Thank you for another episode. We're going to get to the finish. There
3: it is. Guys, <laughs> guys, look, I know sky has to get to the airport, the jet center. Mm-hmm. He flies private, but they can't wait. I get it. I understand. It's not a big <laughs> deal. Here's the thing. I just got to get to the one, one word on this. Okay. Sky has a match. On Friday Night Dynamite, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page against Evil Uno and Stu Grayson, The Dark Order. Give me one word how you think that match is going to go. James, I'll start with you. Who? Whoa, that is, dang, just bury them. All right, Sky, one word. How do you think your match is going to go on Friday Night Dynamite? Dynamite! Wow, <laughs> what an ending! All right, let's get out of here. Go get on, go get on your private jet. We gotta go, James. Take Thanks us out. Thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching.
1: He's off.
2: Do it all.
0: You the one. Do it all.